Brenna. Hello, Maureen. All right, what is up? I don't want to be an adult anymore. I think, I think I should be a cat. I would also like to be a cat and not an adult. Uh, I had a bad, I've been, uh, today has been a day. Uh, my sink was like, I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, swallow the water anymore. How about I just start, (laughs) how about I just start spinning it up and you deal with it? And I was like, no, you can't do that. This is not, this is not the agreement. This is literally your only job. Uh, Thankfully it was just the kitchen sink and not like the toilet or anything else. And. Yeah, that would, boof. I'm kind of in a fun situation where I own my condo. I own it. But it's also still in a building that's heavily rented. So I had to call the HOA, the Homeowners Association, and be like, hey, so uh, whose job is it to fix this? Because <laughs> we, like, already... We, we tried, like, plunging it. We tried, like, using, yeah. like, chemical, like drainers and yeah. like we we i got a sink plunger okay there's special sink plungers you now own a sink plunger yes. you're an adult you're a homeowner you have a sink plunger and like we were plunging that baby and gross stuff was coming yeah. up but it was still not draining properly um my my cousin got to ride splash mountain one time on accident because we were trying to get the water out and oh, it no. just got everywhere yeah it was a bad time for her what? um but and then uh, the homeowners associations are like, okay, well, depending on what where the problem is, either we will pay five hundred dollars or you will. And I was like, oh, cool. But good news, wasn't our problem, wasn't our fault. It got fixed, and the the folks who came to fix it said it was not our pipes; it was the building's pipes. So cool i i i don't have to cry on the phone with my dad anymore about (laughs) adulthood but you know who never would have had to pay five hundred dollars in that situation hobbit yeah Yeah! he has no idea right he has no idea okay it was funny we 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 locked them i went down to let the uh the plumbers in and my cousin (laughs) Uh, she, like, we were both putting on our masks, because tomorrow's a holiday, we wanted to, like, make sure we don't, like, catch something the day before we see family. Yeah. And, yeah. um, we're recording this before Easter, um, for reference. Um. Oh, right. I found out yesterday that Easter's tomorrow. I thought you would know because of your job, because, like, all the people coming in for ham. I'm a good Christian. I found out yesterday. I suppose ham is more of a thing on Christmas. We just always eat ham on Easter. I don't know. People are coming for ham, but a lot of people want the big old spiral ham, which I yeah. don't have. Oh. Some people have just been coming for slabs of my ham, which is... <laughs> That's fine. Maureen's ham's great, so but come for it. My ham's great. I slice it with um, love. But we we had to trap the boys in um my room. And they were, they were, like, protesting at first, but then as soon as the yeah. uh, plumbers started the snake, like, the snaking machine, which is just basically, like, a little <laughs> engine, uh, we no longer heard them yelling. But they did, as soon as we left and, like, cleaned everything up, um, the boys ran out like they were private detectives trying to find, like, a body. They were like, something <laughs> was different here. There were voices we did not know. There were men in this room. I found a clue. Yeah, uh... And one last thing, uh, fun fun thing I just uh found out 
uh, about Easter tomorrow. Ramadan is happening right now. Uh, oh. I believe, um, I don't remember the proper, like, word for people observing Ramadan, but, um, hoping everyone a very peaceful and observant Ramadan, because I know it's a time where you guys are really honing in on your spirits. I don't know the proper term- terminology, excuse me, but I know it's more of like I a... apparently don't know when any holidays are, so, you Well, know. I just know it's a time where, you know, where they're fasting, they're observing things. Oh, it's yeah. not like a, It's not like a celebration, it's like a... It's like a we are really like in our spirituality right now, so you know you don't you don't wish wish someone happy Ramadan because it's not like wow it's like no I'm fasting like for the majority of the day. Oh, my boss was supposed to drop off a book about rabbits for me to read on Easter. Crap. Aw, she forgot. I guess you have to read a book about rabbits not on Easter. Anyway, um, but it's also Passover. For uh, oh. Jewish folks, and it's a full moon, so anyone who like it does like so, pagan or you know, uh, yeah, <laughs> anyone who oh you werewolves moon, out there, it Jesus werewolf time. I just like that it's uh, Jesus werewolf time. The world came together and was like, here all holidays and significant are now. things are now happening today. Do it. Do it now. Do it now. Will will the dead rise tomorrow? I don't know. Maybe. Well, won't know until some, then. Some oh, you'll think, know by the time this podcast comes. Some people think comes. one guy did. Yeah, I guess that's how I celebrate Easter. Cuz I talk you, about zombies. You watch out for zombies. <laughs> yeah, I watch out for zombies and zombie uh, watch read about rabbits. Technically, that is kind of what Christian people are doing. Because we are just, oh, we are waiting for is. them to come back. We're just waiting for that single zombie. Yeah. I well, was raised Catholic. I'm not making fun of any Christian people. We're, we would we respect everyone's beliefs. Anyway, are you reading anything besides not that book about rabbits? Um, no, I have one on deck that I'm really excited for, but I'll talk about it when I do finally read it. I love um, that terminology. No, I've just been... S- I used that when I'm I was just... in speech. I love it. Yeah. Well, I've just been stewing over the last Warrior Cats book. I've just been thinking about it a lot. <laughs> just but, waiting for know. the next one to come out. <laughs> yeah, I only have to wait six months. Yeah, so. I mean, I, that's good that they kind of schedule it out. Is there, like, how often, like, between series, is there, like, a couple years? <laughs> I don't know these things! That's the whole no. point of the podcast! There's literally, um, there's literally, like, a new book of the main series every six months. So, like, the last series ended six months ago. Now we've started the new one. It's so regular. Yeah, it is very regular. I wish I could be that regular. It's like... That's like two cat gestation periods. I don't remember how long cats gestate for. Please don't. It's like three months, so yeah. Yeah, you're... Um, speaking of gestation, so I just finished... So... <laughs> No, this is actually on topic. Okay, don't go. I have a fear of pregnancy. Don't want to be it. I am a little bit uncomfortable when people are. But I respect all the people who do choose to have children. And I also respect people who choose not to. Um, But 
I reread because I just got a copy of it because I kind of want to give it a copy to my sister, um, who is not pregnant. It's just like <laughs> she's. It, it's like starting to be a topic that might actually happen, but um, it's called Kid Gloves: Nine Months of Careful Chaos by Lucy Kinsley, um, who is an amazing graphic uh, novelist, comic artist overall. Um, a lot of her stuff is biographical. And it's about her experience getting pregnant, but it also dives into a lot of the misinformation, stigma, and, like, different things. Because she um, went through the experience of, you know, getting contraception, as usually in the U.S. there's not great uh, education about yeah. uh, sex and that and whatnot. Even though she, like, went to Planned Parenthood as a kid and, like, learned all this stuff, she still didn't learn all the different things. And there's... Um, and she uh, also lost a child before she got pregnant. She, oh. she miscarried. And, and she talks about how it's not talked about very often. And yeah. there's a heavy stigma It's something that's it. actually very common. It, yeah. One in four pregnancies may end in a miscarriage. I, like, that's, I, rereading yeah. this, that, that fact blew my mind. Like, if, if you have someone in your life who has had children they may have experienced this, but, you know, but eventually also talks about her having her child and her suffering from eclampsia. I hope I'm saying that right, which is when a woman uh, gives birth and has a seizure. Usually um, it's it it it's pretty it's not like super common, but she like had signs throughout. Um, and the only reason mm-hmm. she even knew about it is because it happened in Downton Abbey. <laughs> And her doctor didn't listen to her because uh, oh, she's a woman. Uh, mother maternal death rates in the U.S. are highest in a first world country. They are because all of the money Dang. for uh, care uh, goes to the infant and not for the mother, which is kind of a sad, like, <laughs> that applies to a lot of things, unfortunately, in America. Um, yeah. Christ. So uh, I, it's a great book. Um, and it also has a bunch of references in the back. I would say it, it might be a little heavy um, if, if you're under the age of, like, 13, 14. But, uh, and it doesn't, like, it does go into the anatomy of things, but it's not, like, inappropriate, in my opinion. Like, there are... Yeah, yeah, it's educational. There are, like, images of reproductive organs, but it's not uh, pornographic or sexual. It's literally the anatomy of where a child is yeah. emerges from. So I, I would say if you are someone who wants to have children doesn't want to have children um it's a it's a solid read and it's very approachable because it's a comic and it has good resources um i think i think uh teens could probably read it but it is some of the stuff is a little frightening because you know pregnancy is scary it is scary (laughs) but i think it's a good thing to uh read about because it talks about how she also was able to get um uh, contraception because she actually was like allergic to like um, condoms and like allergic to oh like a lot of the common methods that people do uh, contraception. Yeah. So it's it's a solid read, um, and I, I it's something I'm pretty passionate about. Can you tell? <laughs> women's health. So and love women's health. It was such a solid reread, and it's um, super informative, and also goes into like the history of everything too. It's it's a it's a good book, and I read it in like two days. So can't suggest oh, it highly nice. enough, but. Speaking of good books, 
want to go to Catland? I mean, maybe, maybe okay books. I don't know how people would rate this book, but let's read it anyway. Well, we have a great time, so I think that's enough. Because I'm Ember Heart. And I'm Tangle Tongue. <laughs> and this is Warrior Cats. What is that? to like a sales pitch there <laughs> like hey hey this we we, re- we read these books oh crap we gotta sell them on the books too not just the podcast oh man <laughs> oh all right are you ready we we're going home we did right we um we're going to the new house what happened last time hang on i got a review oh you got really mad at hawk frost i mean that's just like Every every yeah, episode, yeah, I know. Oh I know. right, Hawk Frost was like, he was "Wow, being a tool. look at this island." Oh yeah, and he's poisoning elders, probably. Oh right, probably you are on that. I like th- I like that. That's very fun. We cannot confirm or deny that that's actually happening yet. Anyway, <laughs> let's go home though. Forget Hawk anyway. Frost. Let's leave these idiots alone. Time to just focus on one clan. Ugh. No, we're not really gonna forget him. Because Brambleclaw can't forget. Oh my god. But uh, right now, Firestar is at the stump and he's waiting. Someone needs to tell this guy his brother sucks. Or half-brother. <sighs> Hopefully his I sister feel like he can, doesn't but... even. I feel like, you know, some people consider their step-siblings or half-siblings like their siblings. I feel like Cockfrost well, doesn't yeah. count. We, knew, we learned about him like two months ago. He doesn't count. He's literally just some dude. Yeah. He didn't grow up with but him. They... But I suppose some people reconnect yeah. with siblings when they're older. But not this guy. You don't want to reconnect with Hawk Frost. <laughs> if your sibling is a Hawk Frost, stay away. Yeah, if your long-lost sibling, half-sibling, step-sibling ends up being Hawk Frost, not worth it. Actually, if it's your full sibling, too, you should probably yeah, just no. contact. Dip. Yeah, no. Well, um... So Firestar's waiting for them. Uh, they come across Spiderpaw saying go- goodbye to some River Clan apprentices. And uh, they're on their way over, so Squirrel Flight gives them a friendly cuff around the ear and tells them to come on before he gets left behind. <laughs> uh, Thund- she's still being too nice to him. No, this is Spiderpaw. Oh, good, okay. Yeah. Um. ThunderClan is waiting to leave when they reach them. Dustpelt is scanning the crowd, and he says irritably to Firestar that Brambleclaw and Squirrelflight are missing, and Spiderpaw. Oh, there they are. That's everyone. We're good. <laughs> Can you imagine having that many He's children like, to count? Right. And also, like, half of them are middle-aged, or like... <laughs> well, we don't have any old people right now, but like... I mean, it t- for Firestar, Goldenflower... Mousefur and Longtail are older than him. Goldenflower apparently doesn't count because we forget she exists. Get hyped for some good mom content. You have something to look forward to. I'm I'm so ready. I I want her to look at her son and be like, "Your your half brother sucks and your dad sucks. Stop it." 
Well, if you want to find out, we gotta get through some. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I'm, li- I'm listening. <laughs> so Firestar leaps onto the stump, and he's joined by Blackstar and Leopard Star. And uh, there's not room for everybody on the stump, so One Whisker is sitting on. We still the haven't roots. like decided to take turns. Also, wow, way to ostracize One Whisker even more. Right, Mudclaw seems pretty pleased by this. Mudclaw's like, yeah. Don't go on that Big stump. Mudclaw, that's not a victory for you, bud. He's gotta take what he can get. Well, Blackstar announces that they had been discussing possible boundaries. Brambleclaw thinks it's a little early to decide this, because they had barely explored. Oh, they but... were talking about emotional boundaries. So, like... <laughs> <laughs> if, if a kid dies on, like, a, a cross-country trek, just don't talk about it. Ever. Just don't talk about it. Therapy? His mom will no. it. Um. Oh, and if anyone wants to talk about someone's, like, evil dad, only do it in, like, hushed whispers. So they get, they develop yeah. a complex about it. Well, borders have been decided. So River Clan, um... And Shadow Clan are going to use the Thunder Path along the woods to mark their border. That makes sense. Can you imagine if they're like, and but Shadow... two feet past that? Well, um, and there's a stream running through where Shadow Clan and Thunder Clan will have their border. So Firestar is like, Thunder Clan is going to begin at that stream. And then there is a stream by the hills that'll mark their border with Wind Clan. Nice. And then River Clan and Wind Clan will have their border at Horse Place. That sounds pretty fair. Well, Firestar adds that it's only a rough idea. They'll announce exact boundaries at the next gathering. And Barkface requests that they do this without fighting, because the Medicine Cats need some time to stock up on herbs. Barkface, that is a big ask, my man. <laughs> but I feel like Barkface is like. I feel like of all the people who could ask, he is the right one to ask because the messing cats are kind of ones who are like can we stop for two seconds <laughs> yeah barkface is like can you guys please like not punch each other for like yeah. one month it's just a, like if one month without punching that, each people other would be like immediately what are they planning no they're a coward right <laughs> well cats murmur in amusement and firestar says they should get going may star clan be with us all i don't i don't know I hope they are. Hopefully. I mean, we know they We've are. decided if, that. If, if literally anyone would say anything. Yeah, it'd be nice if we could get some concrete proof, but, like, Leafpaw's had, like, some inkling. But I she's still like kind of waffles have, like, on that. I feel like their spirits around a guy who's dying is pretty solid for us. Right? Like, Tallstar definitely made it to Starkland. Yeah, I guess we got to see his physical ghost like we did for, uh... Feather. Feather tail. gal. Feather tail. Feather tail. Dead girlfriend emo. Yes. Well, Firestar tells Brambleclaw and Squirrelflight to take the lead. And Brambleclaw goes to the head of the clan and thinks that this feels right. Good. His clanmates should know how much he had done for them to find their new home. Okay, uh, uh, you ruined it. And maybe, just maybe, Firestar would realize that he deserved to be deputy. Like, okay. 
there's a couple errors in this thought process. One, the fact that he says it feels right is probably a bad sign uh, because this is such an anxious guy. What's making him feel so sure of himself all of a sudden? <laughs> I, it, I think it's a ploy. Uh, two, we have to question when he doesn't question himself. And when he does question himself, we have to be like, oh, why is he doing that? Um, two, <laughs> uh, you were like, gross, dude. No one owes you anything. You did this for Star Clan, and you did it for your clan. Like, correct. They should be, like, it would be nice if people were like, hey, good job. Thank you so much for doing this. But, like, you agreed to do this with... Nobody asked for this. Yeah. Like, you agreed to do this because there was literally no choice. That's like someone uh giving someone, like, CPR, and when they, like, uh, like come to, the person being like, uh, where's my thank you? Like... You knew how to do CPR. The person was dying. It wasn't really a, a, a choice situation. Like, of course, they're grateful. They're not dead. Uh, yeah. And finally, I wouldn't hate that last point. Like, he's like, oh, man, I wish that Firestar would, like, see my potential. As his once uh, mentor-mentee, um, I understand that he kind of strives for that. And, like, Firestar is, like, his adoptive father figure. Yeah. His father-in-law figure. So. Ha, ha, ha. Um, like, I've seen that in real life. Like, sometimes father-in-laws are better fathers than literal fathers. Um, yeah. So, I, I understand his desire for that. But I think it's seated in a weird place. Because it just doesn't seem like Brambleclaw to, like... Well, he's got his eyes on the prize. It's like fine. It's fine that he wants to. That he is it's fine. Um, what is the word? Ambitious. Yeah, he's ambitious, and that's not a problem. the The problem that is doesn't have to be a problem. His weird, like, uh, um, like his weird, not like daddy issues, um. But, like, kind of daddy issues. But kind of daddy issues about it. Like, I just, I feel like you should give this to me because you, you're so grateful for what I did is the bad way to approach it. The right way to approach it is, hey, I have, I've shown you that I'm really capable. I think I have the right assets to fill this role. I think role. that's what he means. Yeah, mostly. But, but the structure but, of those yeah. three points makes that point it lost. It does. That's... I, I'm true. I'm I seeing agree. I have issues with almost everything except for that last point and the previous issue the previous points ruin the last point. I don't have a problem with him being ambitious. Yeah. I don't have a problem with him becoming the uh the deputy because I love the drama if that happened. And also we really need a deputy. But man this kid Man. This kid needs to This just, kid. He needs to talk to his mom or like literally any other adult. I know he's an adult, but, like, actually, yeah, talk to any adult. <laughs> talk to any adult, please. Okay. Let's keep going. Let's go home. One whisker one whisker joins them with Wind Clan, since they're going the same way for a while. Hey, guys, Crow way Feather... to be suspicious. Crowfeather is among the cats, but he doesn't spare even a glance at Brambleclaw. Yeah, because he's trying to, like, not make it weird, because you guys made it weird. Mudclaw is glaring at One Whisker. 
Is this hostility from Envy, or does he just not want to be traveling with ThunderClan? It's probably both. Why not both? (laughs) Yeah. A little bit of A, a little bit of B. RiverClan and ShadowClan are going the opposite way around the lake. Brambleclaw sees Hawkfrost at the edge of his clan, and at the same time, Hawkfrost turns and meets his gaze. Hawkfrost then he falls into over. a puddle and, and, and cries, and he scrapes his knees, and he has, like, he, he, his he's- His cat knees. He's wearing pants, and they rip. They rip, and oh my oh god. No, his he didn't pajamas. wear underwear today. <gasps> he gets sued for sexual harassment. He gets thrown into jail. We never see him again. Yeah, I have. No, he just I have a lot over. of issues with him. I know, I know. Great, let's have this stupid moment where we make eye contact on accident. We could. I wish we'd made eye contact with literally anyone else. We accidentally make eye contact with who's the most innocuous? Uh, uh, Spider Kit. Oh, oh, Spider Paw. Oh, sorry, Spider Paw. He's in our class. <gasps> what does it mean? We made eye contact with Spider Paw. Well, Brambleclaw greets Hawkfrost with a formal dip of his head. And oh, wait, I greet no, him sorry, with a knuckle sandwich. A knuckle sandwich. Sorry. So Hawkfrost comes over. Brambleclaw, he greets why did with he... a formal dip of we're his not, head. We're not traveling to say why. Why did he come over? He crossed as... They, their eyes met. He a, crossed a, like across an entire field? Shore. Yeah. You know, if we didn't... He's fast. If we didn't know they were related, this would be so weird. Well, he wishes Brambleclaw luck in his new territory. Go away. May StarClan be with him. Eat, eat, And eat also poop. with you. Get green cough, you absolute lizard tail. Oh, why don't we have anyone in the... Oh, lizard tail's a good name. I think there is someone named Lizard Tail at some point. Is that or it's Lizard Stripe? Oh, I was gonna say Lizard Spot would be awesome. That'd be cool. Oh, wait, we're in Britain. Well, we can have Newt. We got Newt Spot. That's kind of hard to say, though. I think... I feel like there is a Newt at some point. We'll find out. Anyway. God, okay. Bye. Bye forever. I don't want to talk to you ever ever again. Hawkfrost says that he looks forward to meeting him again at Gatherings. Are you poisoning people? (laughs) It looks as if there's more he wants to say. Don't. But RiverClan warriors call for him to catch up. Yeah, because why would you do that? Until the gathering, then, Hawkfrost says, and takes off after his clan. Until the gathering, Brambleclaw calls out. Where, where, where is, she, he doesn't deserve her attention, but where is our girl, Squirrel Flight? Where's, one sec, let me talk about Brambleclaw's heart first. Uh, No, 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 no. Because I need Squirrel Flight to just bamf in the middle of this conversation, the stupid conversation that just happened, and be like, oops. Hey, looks like you got a tick right on your... Oh, sorry, Hawkfrost. That's just your face. Well, Brambleclaw feels his heart twist with regret that he had missed the opportunity to get to know his half-brother. No. Squirrelflight asks if they can get moving. <laughs> she should have like, interrupted a lot Everybody's waiting earlier. on us, dude. Yes. Also, he well, had, like, two weeks of travel to talk to him well that's what he's saying is he missed that opportunity he's good. like oh i should have done that good no 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 live with that regret and turn it into hatred for him why didn't 
he talk to you first. Yeah. 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 If we're going to yeah. jump to stupid conclusions, why don't we jump to that one? Brambleclaw says Hawkfrost was just being friendly. Since when? Friendly? Squirrelflight hissed. They can do without his friendship. Mm-hmm. Did he see the way Hawkfrost tried to grab the island for RiverClan's camp? Brambleclaw argued that he wasn't grabbing it. Yes, no it other clan can use it anyway. He was just trying to do what's best for his clan. Squirrelflight tells him that if he believes that, he'll believe anything. <laughs> and then she whirled around and stalked away from him. Ha ha. Brambleclaw follows her. Don't. His belly clenches in pain. Surely, of all the friendships he'd made on this journey, this one should have survived the separations of the clans. You would think, but this is entirely your but fault. But it's vanishing because Squirrelflight can't stand to see him with his half-brother. No, no it's not. This is your fault. Please don't put any of the blame on her. Well, if she thought that he would rather be friends with Hawkfrost than her, she was wrong. It was squirrel flight that Brambleclaw wanted. You're saying and thinking and, a lot of things and not, like, proven any of that. He missed her so much that it took his breath away. She's right there! Go talk to her! Right? Like, maybe not right now, because she's kind of mad at you, but, like, go be like, hey, why do you have such a problem with my brother? half-brother and she'd be like uh all of these reasons he creeps me out he's gross um i have reasons to believe he's poisoning people i don't know how i know that because i wasn't there but anyway i think he's doing it um and let me assure you leafpa didn't like him even before we found out tiger star was his dad so like that's not the reason he's a jerk to his sister he is such a jerk. Just what he's a jerk to like his sister. Like you and your sister have fun banter. He's just a jerk. Yeah. He's just a jerk. And his sister is more powerful than he is. Maybe that's his problem. Maybe. Would you like to hit me with a cat fact? Yo ho, folks! That's right, we are still aboard the lovely SS Loud Belly this week. Though, I must let you all know, this is the final stop of our cruise. D do, don't, Until next year. Don't fret. <laughs> don't fret. We might set sail next year, maybe, uh, in the future. And anchors ahoy, do we have a special spot in store for you all. Uh... Uh, yeah. I, I'm not really sure how a lot of you are going to get home after this, since I, I'm not really sure where we started, since I live in a landlocked state. Um, Marine doesn't yeah. live close to me. I mean, li Marine lives by the ocean. Kind of makes sense to leave from Marine's place and go to Japan. I think of all the... Uh, but anyway, yeah, uh, uh, actually, some of you uh, perhaps will be right at home in the homeland of pizza, spaghetti ancient history and cats that's right we're in rome italy uh because whoop, we whoop. italy are visiting the torre argentine cat sanctuary Ooh. i hope i'm saying that correctly i i 
I googled like I wouldn't know how to pronounce a lot of these things and then forgot to google the literal name of the place excuse me so the history of this place <laughs> is pretty fascinating uh just how it all developed and it started way way before uh the sanctuary was even there um I'm, I'm sure there were still some cats around uh but the Torre Argentina cat sanctuary is located in the ruins of the Largo de Torre Argentina um, which is a square in Rome, Italy, uh, which had four Roman Republican temples. And one of the meeting halls in this location was the Curia of Pompeii, a.k.a. where Julius Caesar was assassinated. So, ah, nice. Yeah, so a pretty significant city square. Um, and I will say uh, it, it, the Argentina doesn't come from the country or the like metal it comes from apparently there was some like dude named like Argino or something something like that i didn't i don't remember okay. but it's not it's not at all it has nothing to do with argentina not related sorry okay. just a similar ba- it, latin is the basis for a lot of languages <laughs> um anyway uh like a lot of ancient Roman spaces, uh, this place was not rediscovered uh, until fairly recently. Um, in 1909, they started to um, demolish some of the medieval buildings um, in this area uh, after, like, kind of uh, the reconstruction of uh, and reunification of Italy. Um, and in, yeah. in 1927, while this demolishing was happening... Um, they found the head and arms of a giant marble statue of a goddess and were like, Oh, uh Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I think we're on top of something here. And they, it's funny how like very important, significant stuff can just be like lost. <laughs> like Rome's huge. Yeah. But, like, uh Oh, we, we lost a whole part of our country somehow. <laughs> well, we found it. Ancient history is fascinating as an American. So, um, Anyway, they started excavating this site, and they realized it was heavily important for the Republic area of Rome. Um, they the excavations started and eventually ended, leaving many of the ruins uh, newly exposed and protected from the general public. So a nice shady place with lots of nooks and crannies, and there's not a lot of people around. Ooh. Uh, local, Probably a lot of mice. Local stray cats decided, hey, it's free real estate. Um, uh, it's not like a totally clear, um, how this happened, but eventually in the 1950s, and this is the part where it kind of gets like, someone should make a movie about this. Cause it's kind of really cool. Um, in the 1950s, a Shakespearean, um, Italian actor, Antonio Crast acquired a key to an old warehouse in the ruins. It's where uh, the architects would keep like their, uh, not the architects. Oh my god, archaeologists. I've been saying architects this whole time. <laughs> I'm not I'm not stupid, I promise. I just I realized I wrote architects in all my notes. I'm sorry. I'm not that dumb. Oh. <laughs> uh it's where the archaeologists would once have their equipment. Um and he had a good idea for a new use. Uh he decided to start keeping cat food there to feed the colony of oh. cats that moved into the area. And Antonio nice. was not alone um, in this endeavor. Locals, specifically local women, who have uh, a somewhat derogatory nickname of the g- 
Gatare. Uh, Gato is cat, and Gatare basically means cat lady. So it's kind of like, you know, someone calls you a crazy cat lady. It's not like always the nicest thing. Um, but these... But I wear that badge <laughs> with pride. Well, they do. These women do because they would feed the cats, uh, sometimes like literally just bringing them bowls of pasta um, and feeding them uh, in these ruins. And Antonio was so dedicated to the cats that he actually passed away right there during one of his visits uh, due to a sudden cardiac arrest. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, uh, the key to the warehouse and the responsibility of the care of the cats uh, were not lost with the loss of Antonio. That's um, good. It was passed down often from actors or other artists in the local area until it landed in the hands of the opera singer Sylvia Vivani and her friend Leah DeQuell. Um, Leah was actually already feeding the cats when Sylvia discovered them, and the two worked together to establish the sanctuary in 1994. They were both um, retired. Uh, uh, Leah was a, um, a widow, and so they had a lot of time to dedicate this. Um, and what they created, um, the, this, the sanctuary, uh, it, from its peak of 250 cats, nowadays is about 130, uh, the sanctuary works to care for that cat colony by providing vaccines, spaying and neutering and finding homes for mm -hmm. approximately 125 cats per year wow so that's a lot it is the, the sanctuary remains a home for old disabled or ill cats who might struggle to find um forever homes mm -hmm. and not only do they support the cats of th this colony but other cats uh, cat colonies in rome assisting approximately twenty-seven thousand other cats overall Wow. Yeah. In the source, it said 27,000 colonies, but I'm pretty sure they meant cats, because I don't... Yeah, that'd be a lot of That's a lot of colonies, colonies of cats. Cats. Um, but either way, it is a lot of cats they help. Um, a lot of cats. And this amazing work, unfortunately, is not without sacrifice. One of the founders, Leah DeQuell, passed away in 2013, um, only one year after the shelter was threatened with eviction. Um Oh my god. In 2012, archaeologists I wrote it right that time. Maybe I was maybe I was mad at them for this earlier. Yeah. Uh, archaeologists yeah, like, I'm gonna call you architect. <laughs> archaeologists demanded the sanctuary be closed due to the cats possibly damaging or wearing down the ruins. Uh, despite the fact that the sanctuary had successfully petitioned the city for electricity and running water in their location, they still don't have sewage, but um That's what litter boxes are for. Over 30,000 people signed a petition against this demand, and eventually um, a compromise was reached. Uh, but the sanctuary is not safe from future closure closure attempts. This is an ongoing Aww. possibility that they could be closed. Um, they run entirely on donations, and while we can only, us, can only visit virtually, uh, they are open to visitors from 12 to 5 p.m. every day. Um, and, uh, you can donate to them online. I've linked their official website in the episode descriptions, oh, which nice. has, you know, how to adopt, uh, the cats if you're local. And they also have a, a page about adopting from afar. <laughs> um, 
Oh. And you, they also have an Instagram and a YouTube, both of which are pretty active. The YouTube was updated oh. not too long ago. It was like a couple months, but still not too long ago. Um, yeah. All of that's linked. That's about how often I update my YouTube. Yeah. It's uh, all linked in the episode description. Um, and also, I wanted to mention, um, I didn't have a chance to listen to it. But there is an episode from a podcast. I know, another podcast, but we're on the same side here. Uh-huh. Um, this is linked in the description. But a podcast uh, called This Is Love in 2019 visited the sanctuary and spoke with one of the founders, Sylvia. Um, so Aww. this that is... sounds like a lovely podcast. Yeah, I, I didn't have a chance to listen to it, but it's linked. So go ahead, give a listen, guys. If you want to learn more, there's a bunch of sources. Um, and it's also just cool. Uh, the website's really fun to explore. They have just all the different... Um, you can look at photos of cats and cat stories. Hear about what different cats are doing. Um, and yeah, it's uh, I think it's a great, a great um, end cap for this uh, portion of Cat Facts. Um, yeah. Yeah. I wish I I really want to go to this place. Like I, I feel like uh all of these places are like now ones I really but these last two especially the Hutong Hautong village and um uh the this uh, cat sanctuary which again I should say is the Tor- gosh the Tori Argentina oh. cat sanctuary. Gosh, if the two of us ever have like disposable income, <laughs> like we should go on a cat tour cat world tour make this a reality but make it make sense yeah but please check them out the links below please support them if they if you can i do know at the start of the pandemic they were suffering a bit due to the fact that you know not as many people could visit um i believe they're yeah i believe they might be open again now their website said they were open um but you know if you are in the area and do plan to visit make sure to um they have an email you can contact if you're uh, planning on visiting. Just make sure to check in and see if they have any COVID uh, restrictions. Yeah. Well, nice. That was a thanks for the thanks for the cruise, Brenna. Yeah, it's we... been it's been an honor sailing with you. Thank you. I I don't know how to sail. It's amazing we made it this far. <laughs> I captain. All right, let's let's bring down the mood. Maybe you, God, can we be in Leaf Paws' point of view now already? Oh, uh, you! I don't think we're gonna get there. Well, do you want to go a little longer since we? Yeah, yeah, we could do that. Let's try to get to the end of this chapter so I can give you because the mom, our mom moment doesn't come to the end of a chapter. Okay. So and then, and then next week we can we can spend with Leaf Paw. Perfect. A little treat to keep me going. It's like the carrot. I'm gonna follow. Yeah. So Thunder Clan and Wind Clan are walking around the lake together, and the other clans are just specks across the lake. Good. But Brambleclaw knows that his half brother and his half sister Mothwing are over there. And also and your actual just... sister. Also his actual sister. But can we say I think this is the first time he acknowledges Mothwing by name as his sister. Like I think this is the first time he's like acknowledged Mothwing. Really. Oh my god, yeah, he's he's technically related to her, too. Just as much as Hawkfrost. Why is he such a freak? I don't... I don't... I don't know if he ever mentions Mothwing again. 
Why isn't he questioning I can't, if she's I can't ambitious? Say that confidently. Like I said before the cat fact, right? she is more powerful than her brother. Maybe she's poisoning cats. Um, no, because remember she was like really confused. That is true. She was very confused. I don't. Was it I, in no, no, I love you, her too you, much. You don't see it to ever accept it. To yeah. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I think this is the first time he acknowledges Mothwing, uh, really, like, since maybe the initial shock. And, uh, yeah, I don't know if he ever does that again. So, uh, if he does, we'll find out, but I, I, I really, I, I don't think he does. So, uh, there was that Mothwing, you had your one, this is your split second on Brambleclaw's mind, and he'll forget all about you. Maybe not a bad thing. Yeah, I honestly. All right, wind clan. I wish he would just forget both of them. <laughs> yeah. Wind clan stops, and one whisker says, "This is where they leave them." Thank God. Uh, one whisker thanks Firestar because without him, wind clan would not have seen these hills. A suppressed hiss sounds from among the wind clan warriors. Probably Mudclaw. That's probably Mudclaw. Definitely Mudclaw, Mudclaw and also um, just like three other people probably <laughs> firestar bids him farewell and quietly adds that if there's any trouble thunderclan would be glad to help which ooh that's a promise like that's kind of a big promise not really for firestar he throws that crap out I mean, every day it's not surprising it's not surprising for firestar yeah but, but... like politically it's stupid but like what do we expect from him I, nothing, nothing less. Um, definitely nothing more. <laughs> I will also say, I am relieved that we're finally just one clan again. Not that I like hate yeah. the other clans, but I just the drama is so much. I know I like. Yeah. I know well, I live for the drama, but I'm but getting. But also... I'm getting annoyed with this specific flavor of drama. Yeah. Yeah, more 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 Ugh. dying grandpas who decide to just like drop a bomb. I know yeah. that can't happen every episode, but a girl can dream. A girl can dream. Well, Brambleclaw notices Leafpaw looking questioningly after WindClan, and he kind of wants to know if StarClan sent her a warning of trouble. But before he can ask, Firestar calls them together again. You could just ask her Thunder after. Clan. I don't know why people like that. act just like so much um, on his mind. Like someone saying something is ugh moments pass forever. I suppose they are cats. They don't like have object permanence. Oh. Alright, so ThunderClan is now alone. It's been a while since they've been alone. I wish they did I have believe. object permanence issues, because then we would actually forget about his brother. That'd be funny. Yeah. <laughs> We'd forget about RiverClan entirely. We don't share a border with them anymore. Yeah. Like, who? We made this joke, like, a long time ago, but, like, now it's actually a wish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, the lake seems bigger. The group goes cautiously along, and every cat is silent. The light is fading. They come to the stream that may mark their border. And Squirrel Flight says once they cross it, 
they'll really be in ThunderClan territory. And the cast don't know what to do to cross the river. But Brambleclaw shows them that it's shallow enough oh, to wade through like, to the other side. I was like, side. wow, this is a big um, issue we forgot. No, yeah. You can walk over. Thank God. But also it's but funny that they're, they're, tell- they're, like, they're like realistic cast. They're like, oh my God. Ugh. I don't want to touch my foot in there. I want my feeties to my be peets? wet. You want... You don't want you want my peats to get damp. You I don't want my think so. Damp peats? Ugh. Damp peats? No. Not me. Well, Mousefur tells them that if he thinks she's getting wet, he's got bees in his brain. I love you, Mousefur. <laughs> there are stepping stones further up the hill, but Brambleclaw thinks it'll take too long, because he doesn't want the clan stumbling through the dark looking for their camp. It- you guys are cats. Because. Yeah, but these cats don't. Also, like, I think it will take longer to convince Mousefur to do this. <sighs> but okay. But also, they could walk off a cliff into camp like Squirrel Life did. Yeah, it might be kind of fun. It's like a little tradition. You know, we're in a new place, new <laughs> tradition. New tradition. Fall off a cliff. Yeah, just casual. You're an adult now. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's how we make you warriors now. You gotta, you gotta just fall. You gotta trust fall, fall off a cliff. Trust fall, but you're trusting the ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Firestar eventually convinces the clan to wait across. And then Firestar asks where this camp is. Can you imagine if we went and the wrong way? They... Well, they haven't a approached it from this side before. Oh, God. <laughs> so Brambleclaw looks to Squirrel Flight, who gives a teeny tiny shake of her head. Did they not she mark not the area? Either. <laughs> no. So Brambleclaw just starts leading them and hopes he's going in the right direction. How did you guys survive that whole journey? I know it's a little late, but now I'm questioning uh, the the choice of Starkland. He's walking next to Squirrel Flight in front of the clan, and he asks, uh, what'll they do if they can't find it? I don't know. know (laughs) Well, Squirrel Flight says they'll have a lot of angry cats on their tails. Like, it's funny, but I also think I might die if this happens. Well, they found it before when they weren't even looking for it. But that's kind of what Brambleclaw's afraid of, because, you know, last time, like, she she fell off a cliff. So, like, we don't want to find it that way again. I mean, if just squirrel, if just, if just squirrel flight falls, that's, like, she'll bounce back. Yeah, we've already established she can survive it. Yeah. But he's also really anxious about what the other cats are going to think of the hollow. What are they gonna think of this house that he picked out? It's a lot of pressure. I don't. I don't blame him. Cats start to mutter as they realize that they aren't following a direct route. Oh God! Oh, I actually, I don't know if I can handle this. This is actually like, I don't like. This is like a. I oh God! The secondhand embarrassment is a little much. But Squirrel Flight recognizes something and rushes ahead and shouts back that this is it. Come on, we're here. I also like cannot so we believe found they it. forgot we to find mark it. it. 
Right? You could have peed on something. Or rubbed their cheeks. Like, no, I, I'd be okay with the peeing if in this context. It'd be fine. Peeing is fine here. Well, Spider-Paw uh, is very excited and runs straight towards the thorns, and Squirrelflight is able to stop him before he falls off the edge. Oh, thank God. I feel like she should have started with, it's over here, and a giant cliff, and a cliff. It's over here. Don't run. The cliff is over here. Well, they lead the cats down the slope where the gap in the stone is. It looks uninviting in the dark. Yeah, we forgot to zhuzh it up. Forgot to lay out a couple, like, uh, welcome mats and, like, a good good throw. Yeah, where's our good throw? Yeah. It's, Mouse fur it's amazing to speak. What a, what a throw pillow or two will do for a space. What does Mouse fur have to say? She says, This isn't a camp. Where are the dens? Okay, you gotta. Listen, flights like. You gotta use your imagination, girl. Also, we built those last time. Well, Squirrel Flight's like, hey. She didn't think StarClan would have the place ready, did she? <laughs> they have a lot of work to That's do. That's a knee slapper. That's a little sitcom. Da, 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 da. Like, did you think God was going to provide the furniture in your new apartment? <laughs> You're funny, Wanda. I mean, Jesus was a carpenter. Why? We're doing Maybe a, it's the least he could do. If this isn't an Easter special, we can keep going. And also... None of our none of our ancestors in this podcast were, uh, I mean, it, the cats, not but, you and me. Were car- I don't know if your family had ca- carpenters in them. <laughs> the cats, they're not cat carpenters. But they did make some dens. Would they, they know were how alive? To fetch moss. I don't saying, know why. <sighs> we, we've established we don't know why ghost stalker lady sometimes manipulates physical things also how crazy creepy would it be if they like came to this place that they just like saw the other day and like there's like uh, already like a like a poop pile and like a couple fresh kills <laughs> and just like a couple dens set up like i would that'd be terrified they'd be like oh i don't think and spotted leaves just like posed on the top of the cliff like hello oh oh we can't live here the house is haunted uh-oh it's <laughs> Oh no! It's like a it it, it would be a it, wow! It is a like a haunted house movie. Dad moved us to a new place. It's haunted with his dead not girlfriend, his dead school nurse who's obsessed with him, who fell in love with him his when dead school nurse, his dead school nurse who fell in love with him when he was adult. But it is still creepy. Like, but he was barely an adult. Yeah, like it's it's like it's. It's not like... She died when he was still a paw. Like, their only interactions were when he was a child. So it is creepy. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. It is creepy. Yeah, we, we've established that. I know. But I, it, always, it never hurts to... We, we love to I repeat know. ourselves yeah, on this here podcast. Well, let's see what everybody else thinks. Thornclaw thinks it looks great. They'll have the den sorted out soon. Thank you. White Paw wants to explore, but her mentor Brackenfur says to wait until tomorrow when it's light. I forgot Brackenfur had a, had a little 
Yeah, he got a little grumpy. Yeah. With Goldenflower standing next to Longtail, describing the hollow to him. So she's just given him <laughs> This oh. oh it's good food. It's good food. Thank you for this meal. Well, Longtail thinks Star Clan has brought them to an excellent place. Oh, dessert too? Well, Ferncloud looks around doubtfully, and Sootfur looks irritated. <laughs> Wait, who's Sootfur? <laughs> I knew you would say that. <laughs> I've never heard who is this cat. He's uh, Sorreltail's brother. Sorreltail is a brother? White Storm's kid? Sorreltail, Rainwhisker, and Sootfur are White Storm's kid. Who's Rainwhisker? Exactly. Did Rainwhisker die? No, he's still here. So these two he's cats are alive and bit. they've just never been mentioned? I mean, I they have. But, like, they haven't done anything important. Not enough. No, they, no, they, they have Also, Rainwhisker's a beautiful name because it makes me think of, like, dew drops of water on their whiskers. I, isn't it? It's, it's a very pretty name. Uh, and also, uh, what was it? Sootfur? Sootfur? That's an, I love that. It reminds me of Soot Sprites. Now all I can imagine is just like the, yeah. like, you know how kittens are just like little poof balls of fuzz? Yeah. I'm just imagining a black cat yeah. that never grew out of that. Oh, very good. Um. <laughs> Sifra, shut up. You, you, you just got here. You have no right to have an opinion. Well, Mousefur says, those bushes will be cold, wet, and full of ticks. But you know, before we didn't Squirrel need to bring any elders along because we got mouse fur to do the complaining. We got mouse fur. Well, Sandstorm flicks Squirrel Flight's ears warningly. She's like, mm, "Not now, girl." <laughs> what? No, let her, let her, let her fight her. It'd be funny. Well, Sandstorm says there's a lot going for it. The walls will shelter them and be easy to defend, like Squirrel Flight said. See. Dust Pelt notes that they'll have to secure the entrance. Well, yeah, guys, I don't know why we're, like, what? I suppose, like, we've never moved to a new house before. We've never moved before. Like, but it's like, I feel like we moved in with a bunch of roommates. We're like, guys, look at this house we got. And it's like, oh my god, where's the... I opened up the cupboards and there aren't any Cheerios. And it's like, yeah, you have to, you have to purchase those. Oh! You gotta put the Cheerios there, bud. But I do like that we're planning, well, like we're starting to see the potential. Yeah. That's good. That's like, you know, that's that's constructive. We're not just complaining. Yeah. Well, Firestar says it's too late to do anything tonight, but he thinks it looks like a likely place for their camp. They'll make up their minds for sure once they see it in the light. He sends Dustpelt and Thornclaw to make sure there are no dangers around. It's a very nice And the rest of them can find like, places to sleep. It's a, it's a likely place. A you likely, know, that's neither a positive nor likely. a negative statement. Mm-hmm. Well, Rainwhisker asks about fresh kill. It's like, more hungry. You just got here. I don't, what's up with these new people? New to me. These new people got a lot of lines all of a sudden. It's almost as if a couple, a lot of our clan died. 
Yeah, or we're back to one clan now, so we. Can oh, I suppose we can start throwing out names. So like, oh, we missed this. Here's all the yeah. side characters we couldn't focus on. Yeah, exactly. I think this is what I miss too. I miss the the kind of sprinkling of pizzazz these random side characters who could die in a battle at any moment would bring. It's like I'm not really attached to them. Besides, like I get a little sad when I don't hear their name. Like like Weed Whisker. Oh, such a loss. Yeah. Could I tell you anything about him and even what clan he was in? Absolutely not. I do miss him, though. You don't remember what clan Weed Whisker was in? Thunderclan? Correct! Oh, I mean, that does make the most sense. But, anyway. um, Congratulations. Alright. So, Squirrel Flight seems disappointed in the clan's reaction as well, and she asks Brambleclaw why they're complaining so oh. much. Honey, lower your expectations. Also, why are you turning to this clown for comfort? Yeah, don't. Well, Firestar says they'll send patrols out at dawn, and Ferncloud asks Brambleclaw if there's a sheltered place for Birchkit. Brambleclaw doesn't know, but he'll help her look. Mousefur asks about moss for bedding. Because Squirrel Guys, had pom- you, promised okay, her. everyone, it, everyone except for Longtail has two eyes and can look for themselves. And even Longtail has a nose. Like, he could probably sniff out some moss if you gave it. Why are you guys asking me? Well, Squirrel Flight had promised Mouse for a warm den if she crossed that wretched stream. Oh, she did? Oh, she did. Oh, 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 well, that was a too big of a promise, young lady. Here's the thing, here's the thing. Uh, I work in sales, uh, guys, and yeah. here's a little, like, be like, oh, we'll see what we can do. And then you turn around and you're like, and here's so much more than you asked for. Like, if she had just said, hey, guys, I promise that this place will be, it will be a place. It has. Honestly, it, it has I think they should have, like, undersold it. They should have, like, been like, it's like. Probably. It's it's pretty good. Uh, and then, like, when they got there, everyone would have been like, oh my god, from what you were saying, we thought this was going to be, like, a hole. We thought it was going to be, like, where uh, 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 Shadow Clan used to live, you know, by the, like, the trash place. <laughs> in the trash? Yeah, I, we thought it was actually going to be in the trash, not just by it. Alright, well, Brambleclaw's on your side. I can't do everything, Brambleclaw snapped. Hey, that's not a lot of leadership potential you're showing your son. Brambleclaw looks up to see Firestar watching. (laughs) Bro, you got the interview and you're bombing. You had a good resume, but you are choking. I'm sorry. I don't, I, I guess I shouldn't be this vindictive towards one of the main characters, but that is my job. But Brambleclaw knows if he wants to be deputy, losing his temper with a senior warrior was not a great way to do that. Yeah. So Brambleclaw apologizes and says he'll help Mousefur after he helps Ferncloud. But Brackenfur says he'll do it, and tells Mousefur not to take out her frustration on Brambleclaw. He's just doing his and best. also... Mouse... A, I would also say a good deputy would learn how to delegate... You know, you can't, mm-hmm. you're actually right. You can't do everything, but there's a lot of capable people around you. Idiot. 
Well, Mousefur says that his best is pretty poor then. <laughs> and Brackenfur promises she'll feel better ooh, after ooh, a good ooh, sleep. Ooh. Mousefur, ding, ding, ding. Another point, another round goes to Mousefur, the reigning champion. Uh, she'll just keep raking in those golds. She better be the next deputy. Just to, <laughs> just because I would love to see the look on Brambleclaw's face. Well, as Brambleclaw helps Fernclaw, he thinks about how Brackenfur had handled that situation. He had been good-humored and calm when facing Mousefur's bad Actually, temper. Actually, Brackenfur should be the deputy. Honestly, that's what I think. You want to know Emberheart's opinion? It's that Brackenfur should be made deputy. Honestly, like, thinking back on, like, all the things he's done, he's a solid choice. He saved a child. He is always, sh- he's shown, like, even even back when he was a young warrior yeah. with Snow Kit, he was so dedicated to helping yeah. a member of his clan, and, like, he, he's and a he, good guy. And he took guy. it hard for, for deputy. Snow Kit. Oh, like, he did. He, he took responsibility, oh, maybe almost too much, because it was something that, like, no one yes. could have prevented, really. Yeah. So... Man, no, I'm now pre- I'm now pre disappointed because I know I'm not going to get that. Well, but Brackenfur does have an apprentice, while Brambleclaw has not, and that's a prerequisite to be deputy. Don't 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 you don't you overpromise and underdeliver, you clown! I swear to God. Well, Brackenfur has moons of experience on Brambleclaw looking after his clanmates. Does that mean Brackenfur deserves to be deputy more than Brambleclaw? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Not just Brackenfur. <laughs> God, I'm really sorry Not for just all of the Brambleclaw fans that we just put through the ringer. All the all the Crowfeather fans are like, oh my god, thank god a break. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's not just Brackenfur. Several other cats have been warriors for longer than him. Like Dustpelt and Cloudtail. And of course he doesn't mention any of the gals. It's almost as if, like, um... Maybe. Maybe. Just maybe. You shouldn't become deputy? Like, like maybe, like not. maybe not right now. Like, like, maybe in the future, but maybe not right now? Yeah, like, maybe not yet. And like, maybe you're young, if you, you are a deputy, life. that shouldn't make you a crappy warrior all of a sudden? It's almost yeah. as, if, as if deputies should be good warriors who would continue to be good warriors even if they weren't deputy. Huh. Yeah, that's why one whisker picked Ashfoot. <sighs> well, also, Brightstorm, or Brightstorm... Brightheart and Sandstorm have also been warriors longer than him. That's their, that's their ship name. a couple name. ladies who have been. <laughs> that's a good one. So after settling Ferncloud and Birchkit in, Brambleclaw instinctively looked for Squirrel Flight. No, oh, he funny. Instead her, of trying to find reply. someone else who might need help. Hey, man, I think you might suck at the job you want. Well, she's curled up next to Ashfur. <laughs> Brambleclaw steps towards her, then turns away. If she's waiting for him to apologize for speaking to Hawkfrost, 
she'll have to wait a very long time. Okay, bye. <laughs> Congratulations on coming out of the closet. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. I don't know who this guy is, and I can't believe that it's going to get worse. Who is this? This is not the character from the last couple books. This is a different dude. This guy sucks. This guy sucks. How, how, how did anyone read this book and didn't think that like, ah, uh, man, this is a weird typo. It's a weird typo. They keep saying this is Brambleclaw, but I'm pretty sure this is someone else. Cause it's like, who is this? What caused this? Because you'll recall, just earlier in this very episode, he was like, I don't want to be friends with- I'd rather be friends with Squirrelflight than Hawkfrost. It's- it's- Squirrelflight's all well, I want. And now he's like, I'm not gonna apologize. Was it Aaron's playing telephone with every other chapter? Or if- Probably. Or, or were they playing telephone with every other scene with Brambleclaw? Because it feels like- Ah. <laughs> uh, what is the motivation? I feel like the director- I feel like a director of a movie and I'm like, you are, you are the lovable, but sometimes insecure guy with a heart of gold. And he's like, okay, got it. And then he punches a grandma in the face and I'm like, that was not in the script. Well, why, why did you do that? I just think it's something my character would do. Why? I, the script says you help her across the street. I think it was more realistic for his motivation right now to punch her. Okay, what what is this motivation you're talking about? Um, he wants to be closer to his step-half-brother. That guy we mentioned in half a scene ago for the first time who has one line, and the line is, Mmm, these spinach puffs are good. Man, you're kind of a good cook. At the dinner party? I'm sorry, I got I got a little too yes and there, but um Well, you know what, Brenna? You've deserved a treat. You've earned it. You you've earned a treat. Please. I thought I already had my treat. There's more. Oh no, this is your treat. <laughs> he passes Goldenflower with Longtail. And his mother tells him to cheer up. Everything will be fine. She knows it will be. Brambleclaw slumps down beside her. He's too tired to pretend. And he complains that it wouldn't hurt for every cat to be a little more enthusiastic. Goldenflower presses her muzzle against Brambleclaw's flank and purrs affectionately. She says they're all exhausted. He can't expect anything else. And she assures him that every cat knows how much they owe him. If they had stayed in the forest, they would be dead by now. Instead, he brought them here. And they're safe. Brambleclaw is about to say he knows, but... Goldenflower cuts him Thanks. off. She says so the journey's end isn't what he hoped for. But right now, that doesn't matter. She licks his ears, and Brambleclaw feels like a kid again, and he wishes he were back in the nursery with Tawny Pelt beside him. Get some sleep, Goldenflower says, moving away. Everything will look better in the morning. Little Mama Lover? She's 
right, though. That's not what matters right now. They're all safe. Yeah. Like, all, all, safe. all this. And I also am glad, like, as much as I just complained, <laughs> I am glad that he expressed that to his mom. Because I think that was the right person to express yeah. it to. Because it's kind of like a petty thing to, like, say yes. to a leader. And his mom had the right response, which is, yeah. hey, like, here's the thing, though. They're all so tired we've all been through like a really traumatic like couple of months mm-hmm. at this point um yeah and what, what matters right now is that we're all safe we're all here and not only mm-hmm. that all of the other clans are safe which is a big thing not only did we mm-hmm. bring your own clan you helped save all, all of us. us so and she's like we know that Dang. But also, we're tired. Kind of wish we had um her a little more because I feel like she's every step of the way. I feel like she's good. She's a good. That was amazing guidance. That's the guidance he's been like striving to get from Firestar this whole time. It's like your mom's right and there, and she provided like everything right that he there. needed to hear. Not what he wanted to hear. But no. what he needed to hear, yeah, what he exactly. needed to hear was like, yeah, of course they're going to complain. They're absolutely exhausted. Yeah. This was terrible. Which all just happened. Like, I know you've been having a bad time, but we've been having a bad time too. Yeah. Also, um. And they were all starving before they started having this bad time together. Uh, this is like, um. Maybe like. I don't remember enough of everyone's backstory to tell if this is like gross or not but um long-tailed milf hunter <laughs> um oh my god i don't know like what the age gap if... is between them but i kind of love this like i kind of like the reformed bad boy the reformed bully Longtail, who's kind of been given a, a crappy hand in life right now finding yeah. love with the woman who was scorned by kind of the biggest bad ever like Tell me that's yeah. not a little bit poetic. A scorned, beautiful mother of two. And I and I'll be honest, um three. I honestly do not know what the age gap is. I know he was an adult when we joined the clan. So Yeah, but he was a very young adult. Yeah, that's what I'm um, saying. That's why I'm saying he's like kind of like a twenty something dating a forty year old, which is like it's not But they haven't been getting close until now. Yeah, so I'm like so... I don't I don't think it's like super inappropriate uh and also i don't know like the backstory as long as nobody's pursuing a younger like apprentice like there there's not many options yeah as and honestly as i don't really see I, I see there and this might be kind of a pull but i see this relationship not being like oh she's an older woman or ooh, that's a younger man i see this more of um two people who just kind of need a friend and they're both healing yeah. um it's very much, if you've read Lord of the Rings, um, uh, crap, I'm gonna say the wrong characters, uh, Eowyn and Far- Faramir. Uh, do you, have you read Lord of the Rings? I thought you had. Faramir? Faramir. Faramir? And Eowyn. I have not read the books. I've seen the movies. Oh, okay. Eowyn's the warrior woman who had, like, a crush on... <gasps> yes! And then she... Yes, okay, sorry. I, for some reason, 
Arwen and Eowyn's names Oh, they're super similar. That's why I had to look it up. Because I was going to say Boromir, but I knew that was his brother. So, Boromir, he's like like the chosen brother. His younger brother, Faramir, is kind of like forgotten by his dad. And, but he, like, proves himself in battle. Mm-hmm. And Eowyn, who is literally a woman, disguises herself as a man in battles. Um, in the movies, they don't really go over this, but the two of them, like, she, like, had a crush on Aragorn and it didn't work out because he had his elf girlfriend. But the two yeah. of them s- fell in love when they were both healing after the battles together. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. like they, they, they became a couple... While they were both recovering from this, like, really terrible experience they both went through. Because she, yeah. she almost died. Um, her, like, literal yeah. brother found her on the battlefield after she killed a ring wraith and was, like... That was, as a, as a like, a, a seven-year-old child watching that, the I am no man moment. Beautiful. It's very good. Yeah, so... And... Yeah, they, they both got injured in the war, and they were in the Houses of Healing. And in the Houses yeah. of Healing, they literally fall in love. There's, like, a deleted scene where they're actually talking to each other. At the end of the movie, they're just, like, married, and you're like, oh, that's cool. I think I've seen that. Yeah. Oh, I think I've seen it, though, because we have all the extended edition. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's just kind of a beautiful relationship, because it's both these people who kind of, like, lost out of... You've seen Lord of the Rings, right, babe? Okay, good. Sure. Yeah, like they they've they've kind of like lost out of what they thought their lives would be, but they find each other yeah. and their lives end up being mm-hmm. happy in the end. And so Golden Flower Long Tail. You're not saying like you maybe like see it, see it, but you're saying like you'd read that fan fiction. I'm saying I think even if it just ends up being like a friendship You would like it. Like that would be okay too. That's good. I just I'm glad whatever yeah. their relationship is, I'm glad they have each other. Me too. That's good, and I'm I'm glad you got your treat. I can't believe you thought I can't believe you thought your treat was just a a mention of her. To be fair, uh, I've barely been fed at all, and I just got that's like true. I thought the ho- I thought the uh, the appetizer was the meal, and and then like oh a little like um like oh after dinner mint, but it's just a clearing in between the courses, and then you guys presented me a feast, like that was awesome. Yeah, I'm. I'm that full and content. It was, a good, it was a good scene. I am very scared for the rest because I don't think anything else in this book will be as satisfying. But I guess I'll hold out hope. Folks, hold on to this moment of joy. Yeah. If you want We're to be go well fed and satisfied in uh, the end of a chapter <laughs> with us a little longer, uh, follow us on Twitter or Instagram at WCWITCast. Um, or if you want to contact us, um, you can email us at wcwitcast at gmail.com. And if you want to help out the podcast, guys, best way to do that is to share it with a friend. Be like, hey, kind of a fun episode. They do spend like 10 minutes at the end talking about Lord of the Rings for some reason. <laughs> um, just because they... But you shouldn't expect anything less. Yeah. But, and also they started the episode talking about this comic about pregnancy but they both never want to be pregnant what is this podcast um (laughs) and thank you guys so much for listening yeah thanks because i remember heart and tangle tongue and this has been warrior cats what is that